Hey guys. What's up? <laughs> hey. Oh man. Here we are on the 13th floor podcast. Yeah. How are you guys doing today? Doing, doing pretty good. good. I'm stoked that we got over 13,000 downloads now. Uh, yeah. Very auspicious. It was it was exciting. Yeah. Alex and I ate some baked potato soup to celebrate. Mm. I know James, you made made party hats for your spiders, right? <laughs> Because thirteen's an unlucky number, I did unlucky things. I, I ate a mirror. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> really? Doubling down on it. Yeah. I mean, you should have taken a picture for our Instagram, James. Should have. James, yeah, sadly, James with a bloody mouth. Sadly, you just have to take my word for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, James ridded his life of the evil mirror. And Alex and I, we've just been busy, busy, busy. Same old, same old, same old. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, as we get started today, I just I want to start off by giving my shout outs because, you know, it was a couple episodes, I think, ago where I gave a shout out to just some listeners in different areas of the world since we've gotten listeners all over the place. So today we've got some new listeners in Egypt. Welcome, welcome. We've got someone listening in Hawaii. So aloha to you. Also, Massachusetts. Y'all are on fire with your downloads. Mm. And I want to thank you from the very bottom of my beating heart. And then also, last but not least, for our shout-outs this week is the lovely Ireland. So, if you're listening from anywhere in the world, we want to thank you for listening. But I'm just going to say hello to those people. Maybe next next week we'll shout-out your state or your country. Just keep listening to find out. And also, if you enjoy our podcast, you know what you need to do? James, tell them what they need to do. Uh, What you need to do is... Tell your friends, anybody who you think would be interested, you know, screenshot your favorite episode and send it to them. Yeah. Spread the love. Spread the love, as James says. Oh, James. (laughs) Good Lord. Y'all don't do that. But what are we talking about this week, guys? What are we talking about? Or maybe we talked about that before. Yeah, Yeah, I like to think that we talked about uh, it uh, back when we all did old-timey radio in the 30s. Uh, like We're going to have ourselves a special talking about reincarnation, folks. Can you believe this? <laughs> James, I think you, you probably, I mean, you probably were a radio host back in the day. That was a very good Im- impression. Yeah, you were still alive back then anyway, so I doubt yeah, you've been reincarnated just yet. That's true. Point, I yeah. forgot. James was probably just alive and kicking in the 30s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we have an icebreaker, Alex? I've given up on it, guys. For some some reason, I thought you said. You know what? Yeah. I think since you know we're we're talking about you know beginnings and ends and rebeginnings, why don't we why don't we share our little origin story? How we all met? Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, James, I feel like you would probably put it most eloquently. Like I would probably just say it and be two sentences. Okay. Sure. (laughs) Um. No worries. So make it uh, three sentences. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we all three uh, were students at the University of Kentucky, and we were all very keenly interested in writing. In fact, Alex and I briefly met before in a, a writing workshop, but mm-hmm. it was one of those things where there wasn't really a lot of time to socialize anyway. But we uh, we met in a writing workshop, and then a subsequent semester, we all took Mark Spurry's screenwriting class. And, yeah, and it's so interesting how pivotal that class was. Like you guys met in that class, and you have a kid now who exists because you took that class. I know, so weird. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of our friends and more memorable people that we know, we met in that class. I mean, it was like the yeah. flipping mm-hmm. breakfast club of classes. It was, I mean, it was pivotal. Um, it was at, there, yeah. and there were a lot of. It was a big range of people in that class. Yeah, it was. Yeah, looking yeah. back, but, got some uh, good memories. Yeah, got some strange stories. Hands down, if we hadn't taken that class, there wouldn't be a thirteenth floor. No, so you guys, let's all just say thanks to Marksberry for reuniting us with screenwriting one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, I remember walking reuniting into the, us, not reuniting. Yeah, I guess you uh, You don't know that. I guess we were tired because we went to this class again, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that was also the the implication that we met in a previous. Oh. Thing. Yeah. Can't believe you missed that. Oh. <laughs> well, mm. I remember when I walked into the classroom, I saw Alex, and I was just like, oh, he's real cute. He's dreamy. He's dreamy. <laughs> and so 
earlier in the day, I had sat down in the class. I sat down front row. I was first one in there. And I thought to myself, surely someone's going to come and sit next to me. And then nobody sat next to me. It's like there were two Mm -hmm. seats on each side of me. And I just felt terrible about myself. And so I was like, Alex is, or I I guess I didn't know you that yet, but I was like, that cute guy doesn't have anyone sitting next to him. So I'm going to go sit next to him. So he doesn't have to feel bad. And so I went and sat next to him and I introduced myself and he said, hi, I'm Alex. And then he turned and talked to our friend Drew the entire time. (laughs) Didn't say one word to me. And I remember James, you were there. And I just remember thinking he's loud. He's really loud. Cause you're telling a story to somebody. (laughs) Oh, wow. And so that was my first impression of you guys. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Cute and loud. (laughs) Oh man. Anyways, that was a fun class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys, that's our origin story. Thirteenth yeah. floor podcast. We're here ten years later, talking about reincarnation. <laughs> <laughs> and today's topic was submitted to us by Hazel in Fort Worth, Texas. And I talked to Hazel earlier this week on Instagram. And this is that you guys. This is two weeks in a row that Instagram topics have been picked from the base. Oh wow! So you guys. If you want us to talk about something, send it to us on Instagram because we'll probably pick it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I talked to Hazel earlier. Well, I mean, we're not going to pick it on purpose. No, we're not going to pick it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be by chance eventually. But I spoke to Hazel and she really liked our Doomsday Preppers episode. Oh. And also her son listens to the podcast. Oh. So shout out to Hazel's son. Hazel uh, says that. He likes listening to you, James. So, James, you uh, say hello. Uh, well, thank you, and, and hello. Yeah. So, yeah, out in Fort Worth, Texas. So, are you guys ready to hop on into the topic? I'm ready to go to the topic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I thought that was going to be a bit more profound, but here we are. James, you're <laughs> kicking us off today. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, the occurrence of reincarnation as a belief around the world, different cultures. And really, I think it would be better to just say reincarnation is the norm. It, it's you're more likely to ascribe to a religion that, at the very least, posits that reincarnation exists than you are to ascribe to a religion that doesn't. The vast, vast, vast majority of belief structures, uh, at the very least, recognize reincarnation as a legitimate event, um, and it starts all the way back in uh, ancient India. That's that's a, a good place to start, even though it sort of happened in two places at once. I'll get more into that in a minute. But uh, India is definitely the cradle of the, the most popular religions that really center on reincarnation. I mean, it's it's a, a it's the the hub of their wheel, the central tenet, which I didn't really mean to say it like that. But I mean, you know, the wheel's actually a symbol. In all those belief structures, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean Hinduism, Sikhism, Jainism, Buddhism—they all four originate in India, and they all four uh, ascribe to reincarnation. And those four, what they have in common that you are not going to see in other religions with regard to, to reincarnation, is the concept of dharma and karma. Uh, dharma being sort of like natural law, which is not the same thing as. In the West, a lot of times we tend to think of religious principles as being guided by by a, a deity or some sort of governing force and good and bad deeds being judged, whereas Dharma is really more like an organic system, kind of like gravity. Uh, and, and likewise with karma. Karma just means action. So when people talk about reincarnation from the Eastern tradition, they're not saying that if you do a bad thing, some deity will get mad and turn you into a mouse uh, in your next life. It's it's really more the actions that you uh, engage in in this current incarnation has an effect on what you're just naturally going to lead into in a subsequent life, in a subsequent incarnation. So it's really more cause and effect. It's a lot more like gravity. You know, if you jump off a bridge, when you hit the ground, it's not because of some uh, divine being. It's it's because gravity works that way. And the same thing goes with their view of reincarnation. It's not because you're being judged. Uh, it's more just that's simply how the process works. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good deal. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Um, one thing that I find interesting 
from the Hindu versus Buddhist perspective, though, is Hinduism believes in what most people think of when they think of reincarnation. It's the transmigration of a soul into a new vessel, a new being, whereas Buddhism doesn't believe in the existence of a soul. So I think in that circumstance, metempsychosis would probably be a better word because it's really more a question of consciousness moving to a new form. Uh, and that's because, and we mentioned this in the Tulpa episode, in that worldview, consciousness is, predates matter. So what we call reality is really just a projection of consciousness. So the idea that consciousness would fade when the body dies would be kind of ludicrous if you consider the, the idea that consciousness predates matter in general, let alone your, your current physical body. Um, oh. Yeah. And of course, in Hinduism, it, it works very similar in the sense that everything is illusory because everything belongs to a single soul, a single uh, being called uh, Brahman. But that's a, I'm not going to get too, too bogged down on that because that's a whole other conversation. Um, similarly, also in, in, uh, in the classical world would be Greece. Um, and, and it's kind of a chicken or egg thing because we know, and I think I've mentioned in another episode, that a lot of the Greek and Roman uh, religious myths, there's a connection to India. There's a connection to the Vedas. Uh, Vajra is Hercules, as far as I'm concerned. Things like that. Man. Well, that's where the, the real question comes from. Did the Greeks come up with Orphism? Uh, which, well, that's really the Thracians. Um, or did they get the information from India? In other words, did India plant the seed of reincarnation in Greek culture, or was it something that sort of spontaneously happened on its own? And I don't really have a hard answer for that, but if I had to guess, I would think that it was actually because of not necessarily an Indian influence, but probably like that proto-Indo-European influence. In other words, whoever came before the Vedas came up with that idea. Uh, right now, a lot of people think it was the Kurgans. We don't really know that for sure. But I think that there's a common ancestor of, uh, of this reincarnation belief structure that predates Greece and India. That's, that's my opinion, though. That is not something that's been, been verified. But we do know that the Greeks, uh, even though it wasn't a central tenet of their belief structure. It was, you know, they had permanent afterlives. They had permanent heavens and hells. But they also uh, frequently would reference the idea of reincarnation, the, the idea that the soul springs once again from, from that which is dead and becomes living again. That's something you see a lot, especially Pythagoras, which Pythagoras <laughs> basically like had his own cult and they would kill people that they disagreed with and a bunch of weird stuff. But they oh. were stuff, man. That was some weird stuff. But they definitely believed in reincarnation. And you see this referenced in a lot of Greek literature. But like I said, it's not like a fundamental teaching of Greek paganism. That That is an important thing to distinguish. Um, hands down, uh, sadly, we don't have a lot about it. But one of the reasons in one of the previous episode I mentioned I wanted to learn from the Druids because – we don't really have a lot of records from them, but we do know that the Druid belief system was pretty much, I mean, you know, I, I mentioned that the Greeks, they may have learned something from, from the progenitors of, of uh, the Vedas or the people who came before that. Hands down, Druids were just, they were, they were like Hindu priests. They were basically Brahmin, but in Ireland, <laughs> not even kidding. Hmm. So their, their views hands down, a the a pivotal part of their entire structure was I got to stop saying belief structure was reincarnation. They absolutely believed it. The Gauls did too. In other words, the the predecessors of the French, they believed in reincarnation, and their mythology is almost identical. I mean, the names have changed. It's like uh, flipping Dragnet. You know, the stories in this are true, but the names have been changed to protect those. Like just the names of the deities and heroes in Irish mythology. <laughs> They're basically Hinduism. It's fascinating. And uh, similarly, in Norse and German paganism, you see something very similar. There's a lot of uh, references to reincarnation. Again, we don't have a lot of writings that can 
uh, really be used to examine that further because they didn't write stuff down. <laughs> it was an oral tradition. Uh, and of course it went extinct, uh, which is why it's very difficult really to reverse engineer their, their beliefs. I mean, there is evidence, but it's, it's kind of hard. The one that I think surprises most people though is Judaism. Well, let me say that again. I think the, what surprises a lot of Christians in America is Judaism because Christianity, it's, it's not really a tenet of Christianity at all. In fact, it's often regarded as heretical, but it's actually pretty commonplace in Judaism. Um, Kabbalah believes in uh, what's called Gilgal, which is, again, like metempsychosis. So it, it's, it's completely normal in Hasidic uh, Judaism, whereas it's a little more esoteric in modern Orthodox Judaism. But still, there is a, a, a hard-written preface to this. Uh, the Zohar mentions this. Um, the Shar Ha Gilgulim, which, I mean, it's right there in the name, Gilgulim, Gilgul, uh, mentions this. So, hands down, it is an aspect of Judaism. In fact, uh, they, they reference the idea of souls living multiple lives. Uh, in other words, uh, Jewish people may die, live multiple lives as non-Jews, and then find their way back into Judaism later on. <laughs> so, it's, it's a, a fascinating view that I think surprises a lot of Christians because they and I, I'm not trying to make a sweeping generalization, but I think a lot of them sort of think of, of Judaism as like Christianity 1.5 or something. But you see a huge discrepancy there in, in the view of regarding uh, what happens to a person after they, they die. Taoism, hmm. it's a little more complicated. Um, there's definitely references to reincarnation, but I think it's probably more to just to do with the fact that China has a, a very clear history with Buddhism as as a, a spirituality, and so I think that it's sort of, and I don't mean this in a negative way, I think it's sort of contaminated Taoism, and the reason why I think this is because if reincarnation was such a common belief in Taoism, then why is one of the biggest goals of Taoism immortality via alchemy? So, you know, I'm, I'm a little skeptical of it. There's references to it, but it's definitely not a tenet of Taoism. In fact, I would regard Taoism as more of a philosophical movement than a religious one anyway, but I'm not going to get bogged down by semantics. Um, a lot of <laughs> quasi-Christian religions also believe in uh, reincarnation, particularly several Gnostic sects. Of course, they were driven underground, but the one that surprises me, I actually learned this in my research. That sounded arrogant, but I don't, I didn't mean for it to sound arrogant, but I, I didn't know this. You I, are. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but origin one of the one of the like founding fathers of early christianity origin the, the the saint the martyr he believed in reincarnation and they actually hid his writings because they were like this isn't gonna fly <laughs> so that really surprised me now when i remember when i went to catholic school i was weirded out though by origin because I just, he kind of struck me as crazy. He seemed to have a martyr complex. Like he really seemed to want to be killed by the Romans, but I'm, I'm making some, some judgments on that. I, I'm not trying to be mean, but yeah, he seemed kind of peculiar. Well, I mean, you got to be careful what you say because yeah. he's listening. Yeah, James. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> at, at the very least, there's, there's like some real like hard line, like St. Origin fanboy listening, like what? <laughs> but, um, the Druze believe in reincarnation. Um, they actually think that there's a finite number of existing souls. And so the idea that, you know, there could be new people being born and a soul coming into being is, is absurd. So Druze, it's an important part of, of their belief that, that human souls, there's a finite number and they only are reborn as humans, oftentimes within the same family tree. So, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of like not even really debatable in that sense. It, there has to be, you know, matter can't be created or broken, only moved or changed. Well, same thing with souls, according to the Druze. Um, that's... But Oh, sorry, what? Well, I was going to say, that's what I always think about when it comes to reincarnation, is there's so much matter in the universe and it can't mm. be, you know... Interesting. So, I don't know. Well, you know, yeah. you know that's, that's another surprising thing, is about 10% of, um, what do you call it, evangelical Christians believe in reincarnation, which is shocking to me. 
And about 20% or 25%, according to some polls, uh, of Christians in America believe in reincarnation. So, yeah, you're, you're not alone in that, that uh, supposition. Islam yeah. even, Islam even, there, there's a few sects, the Sufis in particular, which I flippin' love the Sufis, um, they, they think that reincarnation is conceivable and even have a few teachings regarding it. That being said, it's not a popular view in most Islamic sects. In fact, you guys, uh, you guys ever, ever met a Manichaeist? No, of course you haven't, because they're extinct, because even though they believe in, <laughs> yeah, the, the caliphs uh, did not like the fact that they believed in reincarnation, so they're extinct. <laughs> it's the, the thing oh. you take home from that. So, yeah. And, Oof. yeah. Wow, I've talked for like 20 minutes, so I think that's a good time to stop. Oh, one more thing, real quick, real quick. American Indians also, now we know they came up with it on their own. This is, they didn't definitely right. didn't get this from the Greeks. Um it varies from, from tribe to tribe and group to group, but a lot of American Indian and Inuit cultures definitely believe in reincarnation to a point where, and this is what I wanted to mention, I just forgot, um, flipping Custer's Last Stand, one of the biggest parts of that story is that a lot of bodies were mutilated, the, the cowboy folk, mm -hmm. the cowboy folk. Um, well, one of the reasons for this that a lot of people don't realize is that it actually comes from the belief in reincarnation. It was the view that if we kill these dudes, they'll come back and get revenge at some point. So let's like cut their legs off. So when they come back, they'll have a limp and it'll be harder for them to get revenge. <laughs> so that was, that was a big point. Yeah. Okay. But on that point, on Jeez. that note, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to you, Cece. Or yeah. Oof. That was James. That was a lot to lay on us in a very quick amount of time. Thank you. Yeah, don't you rem remember that about Taoism? Well, like I felt like I was in a college class right there. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a little bit more loosey goosey with mom. I'm talking about. Wow, really setting the tone. Man. Oh, man. I always make a noise when I turn my computer on. Yeah. I am talking about stories of reincarnation or supposed reincarnation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got the easy topic this this week in my opinion, but I get to share some beautifully fascinating stories about people who claim to have been reincarnated. Usually, not always, but usually kids are more prone to remembering past lives than adults mm -hmm. because I, I guess they're more fresh. I don't know. It's like they were just reborn. So it's that's, like that's the argument remember. I've actually heard. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I think. But kids are more prone to remember. But also by the time they're like six or seven, that's usually when kids will like stop talking about their previous lives if they think they mm -hmm. have clues back into their past life. And that might possibly be because around that age, that's when kids start to forget their early childhood. Mm -hmm. But while kids are more apt to remember, sometimes adults can remember past lives too. And I'm going to talk about some, some cases of that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. But when adults remember, it's usually through guided therapy with a psychotherapist or under hypnosis or with a psychic. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk about a guy named Dr. Ian Stevenson. Mm -hmm. I know Alex, you're going to mention him too. I am. How do you know that? Did you look at my notes? Heck yeah, I looked at your notes. Oh my gosh. You're always looking at mine. I looked at yours. <laughs> but <laughs> Stevenson, he did extensive research on reincarnation and past life regressions. Per an article I found on Gaia.com, he worked at the University of Virginia and was given a grant to disprove the concept of reincarnation, which, to be honest, how can you disprove reincarnation? Yeah, it'd be pretty hard. I feel like that would be a well, very... how can you prove? Well, that's... Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's where it gets hard. But it's like, you know, oh, disprove reincarnation. Okay, let me get right on that. I have no idea. But he, he looked into thousands of cases of children's claims of having past lives. And guys, after all of his research, he was like... You know what? I think past lives are real. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, he came out of it thinking that the kids are telling the truth. Stevenson's work was eventually continued by a man named Dr. Jim Tucker. Hmm. But one more interesting factor about their research is that they didn't really look into cases where people have been put under hypnosis. They focused on children who just organically started talking about 
something that could have possibly been a past life. Mm -hmm. So I think that's pretty important just because if you'll remember from our hypnosis episode, it's pretty easy to kind of lead people into believing something that may or may not have actually happened to kind of implant memories. So I think it's pretty cool that they kind of just paid attention to kids who kind of came up with stuff. Um, not came up with stuff. You know what I mean? They focused on children who started talking about their past lives without any known influence. Like kids who are just like, Hey mom, I was a fighter pilot during world war two. And then parent is like, ha ha. That's so funny. Jimmy, you got an active imagination. (laughs) And then little four year old Jimmy's like, I flew a Corsair fighter plane on the Natoma. And then the parents are like, what? That's very specific. (laughs) And this is actually one of the more famous past life stories in fairly recent years. Uh, It's the story of a little boy named James Leininger. I think that's how you say his last name. It's spelled L-E-I-N-I-N-G-E-R. He was born in 1998. And this is info that I found on Skeptoid.com. So just a heads up there. So be Skeptoid. Be Skeptoid. Yeah. (laughs) But James was obsessed with planes. Like, obsessed from a little age he was like planes and when he turned about two (laughs) years old his parents say he started to have these awful dreams and he would dream that he was crashing a plane his corsair plane he also said that in his past life he kind of identified himself as james so he he had these terrible dreams that james was crashing his corsair plane over iwo jima So his parents were like, this is an odd thing for our two-year-old to be talking about. So his mom, Andrea, started to research past lives. And James's father, Bruce, started researching World War II. And they apparently found a guy named James who was a fighter pilot in World War II. He flew a Corsair on the USS Natoma Bay aircraft carrier. And he was shot down over Iwo Jima. Wow, you don't hear very many Jameses. Oh, wait. I'm going to get to that in just a second. Now... I'm not going to say that the story isn't true because there's no there's no way I can say whether or not it was true. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I do have a few things that make me just kind of like stop for a second with the story. And these are some common issues that people have when it comes to reports of children claiming to remember past lives. Mm-hmm. Like people who are skeptical might say this. One, the information is coming from a child. And while I do think it's, Needs to be taken seriously. Kids can pick up on things. Yeah, this kid could have been an Iwo Jima f- fanatic, for all we know. <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> my my daughter does. She says something literally every day that she... Yeah, it's like, how do you know that? Yeah, how do you know that? She says that all the time. And then I'm like, well, you know, I could have said something like that. Or she could have seen something on TV. I don't know. But yeah, she's repeated some things lately that if her grandparents knew, they'd probably slap me across the face. Oh, really? <laughs> I haven't heard these. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Mm. But <laughs> kids have very vivid imaginations. And they're kind of easy to lead. So if your kid says he had a dream that his plane crashed, which if your kid is obsessed with planes, he would know planes can crash. Then you're like, what kind of plane were you in? You know what I mean? And can can you, and I don't know if this is what happened, but can you point to the plane in this book? And then he points to a plane in the book and then you go from there. And then you're on a you know wild goose hunt trying to track down information. So, and I'm not saying that's the case with his story. I have no idea. It's just, it's just a thought. There are a lot of people who are very skeptical about this case, but they did find when they were doing the research, the guy, they say his name was James M. Houston Jr. And that's who they believed that their son was reincarnated mm-hmm. from. But Alex, you mentioned that James is a very popular name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guess what? According to SSA.gov, James was the number one most popular name during the 1940s, and it was number two in the 1930s and number three in the 1920s. So it's been used before. It's been used before. <laughs> he could have, you know, and it's also his name, so he could have, like, yeah, he could have just said my name was James. So I don't know. That's just one little hitch that I have with this story. My other gripe is, and you know, you guys gets me every time. The parents wrote a book about it. Mm. They wrote a book about it. It's called Soul Survivor. It actually has pretty decent reviews online, so I wouldn't mind reading it. But I always question things when people start benefiting monetarily from things like this. Okay. But I will say that I did watch an interview with the family, and they did seem, I don't know. I felt like i felt like they were telling me the truth. It felt genuine. It felt genuine. But who knows? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know either. Yeah. So... 
that's one story. And that's just one case of a child reporting past life. And there are literally tons of these, like tons. Surprisingly, a lot of people in Hollywood claim that they were. What a shocker. Yeah, they were. Someone seeking attention. (laughs) (laughs) Well, another story, and this is just one other kid's story that caught my attention, personal interest. And that is of Shanti Devi. I don't know if that's how you say it, but. I I found this on ranker.com, but she was born in Delhi, India. And when she was around four years old, she started claiming that she was reincarnated. And this was back in the 1930s. And she previously, she says that she previously lived in a village called Mathura. Her husband was a merchant named Kedarnath. And she died 10 days after giving childbirth. Mm -hmm. So that's what she said happened to her in her past life. And her parents were like, girl, you crazy. And (laughs) they just kind of ignored her. But then she told her teachers at school and they were like, well, you know what? Let's kind of look into this because she's also saying some things with the Matura dialect, which would Mm. be odd for a four-year-old to be doing. So they were apparently able to find a merchant in Matura named Kedarnath and his wife, a woman named uh, Logdi Devi, had died nine years earlier, Mm. 10 days after giving birth to their son. So, to be fair, Kedarnoff is a very common name. <laughs> well, even weirder is that Kedar traveled to meet with Shanti, but he pretended to be his brother. And he got there. She was like, Kedar, I know who you are. Like, you can't, you can't <laughs> even. Like, you were my husband. And when she met the rest of her family, she apparently was able to identify family members that she hadn't been introduced to. Wow. Yeah, when she met them. So I thought that was very interesting. And also, this is, a, this is a funny one. Kadar apparently told his wife that he wouldn't remarry, and then he remarried. So Shanti was kind of pissed. Oh, she was like, "You told me, devil, you." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but a lot of people investigated this reincarnation of Shanti Devi, including Gandhi himself. And Gandhi was convinced the girl's story was true. Others disagree, but. Another case of who flipping knows. Uh, I don't know. So I've shared, and I'm just going to run through these next ones really quickly because I feel like I've just rambled. But I have a couple of stories of adults. And I these stories of adults remembering their past lives are a lot harder to find online. I'm not sure if it's just because they don't talk about it or it's through hypnosis, which I don't, I don't really – I don't know. I have trouble with that. that but yeah. Yeah, I ended up researching famous people who say they're reincarnated. And there are quite a few, you guys. Who's seeking attention? Let's see. Well, I found this on listverse.com. And the first person I'll say is Salvador Dali. Oh, what a shocker. He he says that he was St. John of the Cross. So, whoa there. But also, like, whoa, apparently Dali's parents took him to the grave of his brother, also named Salvador. When he was way little, and they were like, "You were previously your brother. You were you were your oh, brother born." Oh, yeah. I don't mess anybody yeah. up, man. I know it puts all of his art into perspective for me. I'm just like, okay, yeah, all wow. right. Like now, yes. I'm picturing Saint John trying to slay a dragon, but it's Salvador Dali, <laughs> and the dragon's like a hippopotamus with a tiger face and his tail's <laughs> melting. I wonder if anyone's ever been like, uh, ever been reincarnated as someone. Their previous life was someone horrible. Oh, when you think no. Every, everyone yeah, else? Exactly. You think so? Exactly. I've, I've never seen a case of like, oh, I used to be a terrible person. Yeah, no, I even thought of that. Like, it's always like, I was Joan of Arc. It's never like, I was a, a murderer. <laughs> it's, it's a, yeah, I mean, I agree. I was, I was a turnip farmer in medieval England, and I starved to death. Like, it's never that. Oh, and incidentally, it was St. George. I, I had a brain fart there. It's not St. John who killed the dragon. Oh, I was about to say, I don't I don't remember that. But Yeah. Well, yeah. John frequently goes by George. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Dolly was, he claims, he claims that he had very vivid memories of his past life, and it ultimately inspired his masterpiece, Christ of St. John of the Cross. So he thought he was just painting himself. Yeah, he was painting himself. <laughs> it's a self-portrait. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Alice has cracked himself up. Here it is, James. <laughs> he's giggling. Oh, okay, oh, next. It's not a full meltdown, though, unless he starts making that noise. That's true. We're not there yet. But 
another famous person who says that they were reincarnated is Tina Turner. Oh, who's yeah. she? She says in a past life oh, she was God. Queen Hatshepsut. Okay. Hatshepsut. Yeah, I'm not good at pronouncing things. Again, a really famous person says they were famous before. Yeah. Mm. Well, she visited a psychic who told her that she was from ancient Egypt. Didn't tell her that she was, you know, queen. But she was then able to piece together that she mm. was. Yeah. She couldn't piece together that maybe she, uh, in her previous life she was one of the people putting the pyramid together. No, She, she just was, put together she was the queen. She was the queen. Well, she <laughs> says that apparently because she did a lot of research on, on Egypt, which I probably would do. Somebody told me I was from Egypt. But. <laughs> Turner says that she no longer fears death. I think it's kind of a, a good thing about people who do kind of believe in this. Like we're going to be reborn again. So it kind of makes just the kind of thought of it a little less scary for some people, not everybody, but it was for John Lennon. He's not afraid of death or he wasn't afraid of death. I wonder who he is now, but John Lennon apparently thought he was Jesus Christ and also Napoleon. Well, what a shocker. Yeah. It's amazing that no one thinks that that was, I was the person that was buried alive okay. by accident. <laughs> to, to be fair, to be fair, I genuinely, just based on everything else he's ever said, I think he was probably being tongue-in-cheek about that. Well, no. He apparently thought Yoko but, Ono yeah. was Josephine reincarnated. Thought that oh, they were, my God. They were lovers from when he was Napoleon, she oh, was Josephine, well. which also would mean that oh. he might have been Charlemagne because Napoleon thought he was reincarnated Charlemagne. Hmm. So... There's a lot of stuff. So Napoleon had a Charlemagne complex and John Lennon had a Napoleon <laughs> complex. And well, apparently, <laughs> and this is what it said on the on the list verse reading, but when John Lennon announced that he thought he was Jesus Christ, he was super high on LSD, so but he never he never stopped uh, thinking it good. apparently, I guess. And finally, Alex, yeah. I think you'll like this one. Sylvester Stallone. Oh. What's this? He's he's <laughs> I am. A, I'm genuinely intrigued now. He's actually a little. He's like one of the guys you guys were just. Nobody ever says I was the. You know. Really. Yeah. I was a Turner farmer. Right. No. Sylvester Stallone says that he thinks he was previously a victim of the French Revolution. Got killed wow. to get him. Well. AMF. <laughs> <laughs> see, I believe his story. You believe his story. Yeah. His mom yeah, too. was apparently an astrologer. So maybe she helped him figure out. I couldn't find much on his case. His case was a little bit more vague, but mm. apparently mm. Sylvester Stallone is very interested in the paranormal. I like it. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's some some stories. Alex, stories. you're gonna you're gonna finish this off I'm today. Gonna, I'm gonna wrap us up. Uh, CC already dibble dabbled in my notes a little bit. Dibble dabble. I see a little Dr. <laughs> Stevenson action. She. She stole from me, but I did want to. I did want to say a couple of things that he did look into. He really believed that birthmarks were part of it's a sign. Right? Yeah, were part of the reincarnation process. Essentially, birthmarks could be like maybe you had a wound there when you, or maybe someone that's how you die. Blah blah blah. And sometimes birth mm. defects were explained that way in his research. I've heard a lot of people like hillbilly folk saying that. Oh, really? Hillbilly folk. Getting yeah, real scientific there, James. <laughs> but <laughs> but he he really he really believed in that, especially that story where you were talking about the kid saying that he was an Iwo Jima or whatever. Yeah, he really did. Like he tracked down these stories, and he believes that he's like ninety two percent accurate that the kids that he was investigating were being telling the truth, telling the truth, and he was able to find the people he that they were remembering. Yeah. So that's that was his claim. I want to since you already stole my thunder. Sorry, Bay, but I will right. say, like, I do think that a lot of the cases that I talked about today, I do think that they were true. That's just uh, me. Even though I am skeptical, like, I think that there are certain aspects that one could view skeptically. I don't know. I think there's just it's a lot of tiny details, all in the details. You know what I mean? Well, speaking of details, I wanted to I wanted to do a little something fun for this uh, called, and this is an article off of powerofpositivity.com. I feel like I've been there before. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe deja vu. <laughs> Ten signs your soul has reincarnated. I know I'm an old soul. Yeah, so this segment's probably going to play a little bit like that horoscope. 
uh, segment for those of you who've been listening. Oh, right. <laughs> so the first sign is that you have powerful intuition. Hell yeah, boy. Not about your past life necessarily, <laughs> but that it's just your instincts are even more refined. So there's maybe your connection with all those experiences that you just don't know about with your previous, your all your other lives and and on here they said other dimensions, which I didn't know that was a thing. Oh. I don't believe it is. Ah. But so all your accumulated experiences well, again, are just back to Hinduism. You know, there's multiple worlds, and Germanic ah. paganism, there's nine worlds. So yeah, there you go. That's why they said dimensions, dimensions. and worlds. So you're just drawing on all that experience. So maybe if you just have a, you know, something is going to happen before it happens, or you just have that gut feeling, you're probably reincarnated. Oh. (laughs) You have deja vu often. Yeah. Now, the problem I have with this one is that, well, like me, I have, when I have deja vu, it's really strong. And I feel like I have a choice and if I want to follow through in the deja vu or not. But the problem is I, I know the people, when I have deja vu, it's always involving all these exact people in the exact same scenario. So I'm like, if this happened, uh, it wasn't in my timeline. Maybe it was somebody <laughs> else's It wasn't in time, my timeline because, you know, I'm not, I wasn't in this, this building may not have existed 30 years ago or whatever, you know? Yeah. So... I'm not, I'm not big into the, the deja vu point. It just makes a lot of sense to me. It says you're highly sensitive. And I thought, Cece must have been reincarnated because she is. <laughs> 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 Obviously, that's not really what it, I mean, it's kind of what it means. But uh, it kind of means that, James, you've said this before, that you're an empath. Yeah. And, and that's what it's saying is like you hate being in a crowded, noisy places and yeah. you avoid them as much as possible. That sounds like James. So yeah. maybe you have been James. <laughs> you should have seen him when we went to the Screenwriters Summit. I was like, let's keep oh, yeah. talking to people. And he was like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Um, it's another sign is that you don't belong here. Yeah, I never thought that really. Uh, but it's like, it's, it says you they people like this can't seem to understand why or how. And don't have any desire to engage in normal activities. So Tom York from Radiohead is reincarnated. I guess so, yes. Or Elon like, Musk. I feel like a lot of people <laughs> feel this way, though. Like Especially like when you've got something that's terrible going on in the world, or the world is kind of in a bad yeah. place. You always wish for simpler times. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. These are these are broad as all get out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're saying that the, that the reason is because maybe the soul... Is wanting to once again connect with its soul family. Mm-hmm. And so it has a hard time fitting in without them. Wow. Uh, you have <laughs> you have wow. a strong urge to visit faraway places. Always. Okay. But doesn't <laughs> it, it's, it's called yeah. travel. Oh. So yeah, I was gonna say it's called vacation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always want to go on vacation. I get but I guess it's like you just have you you're drawn to Patty. Yeah, you're drawn. You're drawn to Patty. So I don't know. I don't know if I I, I buy the I want to go travel notion. Um, you live for deep conversations and connections. Isn't that it, I? It says this is the explanation for old soul. Oh man, <laughs> it's because you're you you want something deeper. You're not satisfied with gossip, jobs. Or fashion, or anything superficial. You just want to talk about philosophy, history, art, nature. That's not true for uh, me at all. I'm like, I'm like, what does this have to do? Maybe all your past lives, you just loved the gossip. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I'm. I shouldn't, but I do it. <laughs> uh, obviously, memories of past lives. So I'm, I'll I'll skip over that one because it sounds like the, it's, it cites children in particular seem to be the most prone to have these memories uh you don't feel closely connected to your parents maybe you just have parents yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna say anything else. Oh. maybe you got bad parents maybe you yeah. just 
don't maybe you're a sociopath and you just don't feel a connection with anybody. <laughs> but I feel like I mean, you get to a certain age and you're not like you're you can still be friends with your parents. Like, you know, you love them, but yeah. They're from a different Well, the explanation here is that you don't really care for them like that because your real family is out there somewhere else. Oh, because they've been reincarnated. Your favorite else. parents are elsewhere. Yeah, the original parents. <laughs> oh, not the okay. ones that brought you into this world. You don't care about them. You care about the other ones somewhere else. That's dumb. <laughs> That's dumb. You crave <laughs> solitude regularly. I am reincarnated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just says that people that really want to get lost in nature just need a space to recharge or recuperate and just want to spend a couple days away from everything. Well, those people, those people are the ones. What does that, that have to do with being reincarnated? Like what is the, because the world, the way the world currently works doesn't jive with your soul. It overwhelms you. And so you feel frustrated and it says imbalanced at times by the fast paced of the superficial world. Well, you we know what I have to say about that? It's been superficial for a very, very long time now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on now. So I don't really agree with that one. I do. I mean, I, I agree. I like the solitude. That's for sure. Yeah, sure does. <laughs> and the last one, you have fears that seem very real. Which, James, <laughs> I think you've mentioned before that this is kind of like some people explain that if they have a fear of say butterflies maybe they died by death by butterfly in their previous life <laughs> makes sense to me <laughs> that means that james was murdered by pyramid head <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was the bayanus the what the bayanus of oh, the ba- oh bayanus oh, wow good memory yeah that's what i'm you here for you guys made up mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah they that's kind of what they say. Is the fear of fire means you maybe you died by fire last time or oh. spiders. Oh, fire! I'm terrified of C- fire. Cece's terrified yeah. of fire. Terrified of yeah, everything. I'm so I guess full blown Frankenstein about fire. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. I don't like fire. Also, yeah. <laughs> she is full blown Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are mean today. Maybe you're Frankenstein. Maybe you're Frankenstein's monster in a past life. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah. Do you? What's your opinion on windmills? <laughs> I don't like them because because they kill birds. What about lightning? I, I don't like lightning. You should it's like scary lightning during storms. Are you, why are you guys trying to convince me? You guys are trying to implant these false memories. <laughs> trying to convince Cece she's Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> oh man, you guys. But yeah, I mean they're also these. These and I, I saw these kind of reoccurring in my search for signs that you're reincarnated, and they just there's very vague, typical life things. <laughs> I don't think like any of them stand Unless. out as unique, except for the fa- the the uh, the memories that you talked about is the, the only one that would make any sense to me. Well, maybe they're all so common because we've all been reincarnated over and over and over again. Very possible. Yeah, you never know it. So anyways, <laughs> that's, you guys, that's reincarnation. Whoa, my head hurts. Yeah. James is just sitting there like Taoism, Druids, <laughs> every religion in between. Egyptians. <laughs> James, James. Mm-hmm. Who do you think you were in a previous life? Um, I will not go into great detail about it because it makes people uncomfortable, but I will just say this, esophageal cancer. Oh, that's, I don't, that's, now I have, I have more questions, James. Yeah, that, that's kind of the whole point, yeah, make more questions than uh, answers and then leave it on a mystery. <sighs> All right, oh well, gosh. sorry guys to end it that way. <laughs> wait, 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 we have to ask one question. Are these memories you have? Oh, obviously they're memories. If you have something so specific. Well, maybe it's yeah. because he's got issues with his esophagus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Who knows? But, James, I don't know. I don't know, but I believe you. Oh, thank you. 
All right. Well, you guys, that's reincarnation. Maybe someday in the future, James will feel comfortable enough to share with us. Do you guys have anything else you want to say before we draw our next episode? Oh. Oh. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So that's it, you guys. Let me, Alex, tell them who does our music while I go get my vase. Our music is by Grant Cook. You can find his music on Spotify, Amazon Music, anywhere you listen to music. And he just came out with a lot of really good new new music, too, didn't he? Yeah, he came out with two songs this uh, last month, I guess now. All right, let me. There's Gwen's stickers are in here. Don't touch her stickers. <laughs> All right. All right. Pull, pull one. Did she device. put that in there? Or you? I, I didn't put it in there. I can't get. Oh. Next week, we are talking about Titanic conspiracies. And this one was oh. actually submitted to us by somebody named Jack. By somebody named Jack. Jack. <laughs> it's yeah. been 80 years. It's, yeah, it's been 84. No way. Is that- yes, it's <laughs> submitted to us by somebody named Jack. So, Jack, thank you for sending this thank to you, us. Thank you, Jack. We're going to be talking about Titanic conspiracies yeah, a conspiracy next Conspiracy that he actually survived. Mm. Oh. You know, I love, I've got a really good friend who, well, maybe I'll- We'll save that story yeah, for I'll, that I'll talk about next week. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. All right. Um, so next week we're talking about Titanic conspiracies. Until next week, you guys, we hope that you can keep, keep it strange. strange.